Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 85-year-old Yocheved Lifshitz and Nurit Cooper, 79 years old, two elderly Israeli grandmothers who were abducted by Hamas were freed on Monday night, October 23rd, leaving around 220 hostages still in the hands of Hamas. At a Tel Aviv hospital, Lifshitz revealed Hamas's Gaza tunnels, medical treatment, and recounted the violent kidnappings on October 7th. Outside of Tel Aviv's Ichilov Hospital, on Tuesday morning, October 24th, Yocheved Lifshitz described in a widely attended press conference how her terrorist captors took her by motorcycle from Kibbutz near Oz, to the Gaza Strip on October 7th and into a, quote, spiderweb of tunnels and accused Israel's leaderships of failures that made her and others into scapegoats. She said her abductors beat her on the way to Gaza, but that she was treated well by her captors. The press conference with Lipschitz's extensive and repeated descriptions of the care she and other hostages received in captivity was quickly criticized by some Israeli PR professionals and commentators as a major Israeli misstep and a propaganda victory for Hamas. The government was blamed by some for failing to oversee the event, and the hospital was blamed by others for arranging it. Hamas released Lifshitz and Nurit Cooper after 17 days in captivity, the third and fourth captives freed by the terror group in recent days. The two were released from Gaza and Egypt into Egypt late Monday, October 23rd, and were then transferred to the IDF, which brought them to an Israeli hospital for examination where doctors said they were in good health. At least 220 others, including the respective husbands of both women, Amiram Cooper, who's 84 years old, and Oded Lifshitz, who's 83 years old, are believed to still be held hostage by Hamas. Quote, I was taken with my legs on one side and my head on the other of the motorcycle, Lifshitz told reporters, and her abductors flew through the field back towards Gaza. En route, the wheelchair-bound woman said she was beaten with sticks, not breaking my ribs, per se, but hurting me badly and making it hard for me to breathe, she said. The terrorists removed her watch and jewelry. And in Gaza, she was brought to the entrance of a tunnel network, which she described as a spiderweb, and had to walk for kilometers through tunnels with wet floors. She said her captors had plainly prepared long ahead for holding hostages, and even had shampoo and conditioner for them. Asked why she shook hands, apparently with one of her captors, while being transferred to a Red Cross ambulance, she repeated again that the hostages were treated with, quote, sensitivity. Widespread criticism erupted in the wake of Lifshitz's press conference giving her, given her praise for her Hamas captors and criticism of Israel. The Khan News public broadcaster reported Israeli PR experts calling the decision to put Lifshitz in front of cameras a big mistake. It noted that international media was now reporting on Hamas's kindness in taking care of the hostages' needs, all while Hamas terror group butchered men, women, children, and continued to hold many hostage. Either way, the Israeli government thanked both Egypt and the Red Cross on Monday night for their roles in freeing and transporting Lifshitz and Cooper and vowed to continue working to the best of their abilities and with full effort to locate all the missing and bring all the hostages home. Number two. The U.S. has said now is not the time for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas, as the U.N. reports that some Palestinians who fled their homes in the north of Gaza have returned due to a lack of food and shelter in the south. The White House National Security Spokesperson John Kirby told CNN on Monday, October 23rd, that Israel still had to work to do 
to go after Hamas's leadership, echoing comments from U.S. President Joe Biden that any discussion of a ceasefire could only take place if Hamas freed all its hostages in Gaza. The statement from the White House was at odds with comments from UN and EU officials who on Monday called for a humanitarian pause in fighting so that aid could be delivered into Gaza. France's President Emmanuel Macron was expected to express solidarity with Israel and call for preservation of Gaza's civilian population during a visit to Israel on Tuesday, after meeting relatives of French Israeli citizens killed in Hamas's attack on October 7th, he was told to hold talks with Israeli leaders and Palestinians, Palestinian officials in the West Bank. On Sunday, it emerged that the U.S. had pressed Israel to delay its expected ground assault on Gaza to allow time for the release of more hostages and the delivery of more aid. The Israeli newspaper Mariv said the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his generals were at odds over when to launch a ground invasion. Quoting unnamed senior Israeli officials, the newspaper said that the Israeli leaders were delaying it while there was still a possibility of returning the captives, and that the quote initial phase of the Israeli offensive, airstrikes, was not yet exhausted. Netanyahu's office put out a statement on Monday night denying the reports of friction, saying, quote, the Prime Minister, the Defense Minister, and the IDF Chief of Staff are working in close and full cooperation. There is total and mutual trust. Israel pounded hundreds of targets in Gaza from, from the air on Monday, October 23rd, with a military spokesperson suggesting that there was no intention of curbing its strikes on the densely populated area. The path is a path of unrelenting attacks, damaging Hamas everywhere and in every way, said the Israeli Chief of Staff, Lieutenant General Herzi Halevi, adding that, quote, we are well prepared for the ground operations. U.S. officials speaking to the New York Times said the Biden administration was concerned that Israeli forces did not have a clear military plan of action to achieve their goal of eradicating Hamas. And the Pentagon has sent military advisors, including a Marine Corps general versed in urban warfare, to Israel to aid in its war planning and has sent air defense systems to the Middle East ahead of, of the anticipated ground assault into Gaza. Number three. Tuesday, October 24th marks the 20th day without a House Speaker. Republicans found themselves, find themselves in a state of disarray, struggling to determine their leadership with key issues at hand and when they can restore functionality to Congress. The Republican court convened late in the evening to hear brief speeches from several congressmen vying for the role, although none of them appeared to have a clear path to the speakership. With eight candidates competing for the position after one dropped out, the contenders presented their cases behind closed doors in preparation for an internal party vote. Among the most senior hopefuls is Representative Tom Emmer of Minnesota, but neither he nor the other lower-ranking Republican lawmakers are expected to swiftly secure a majority. They are actively seeking the support of former President Donald Trump ahead of the nominee selection process. One of the candidates, Representative Dan Muser of Pennsylvania, has withdrawn from the race. President, former President Donald Trump stated that they all called asking for support and mentioned his interactions with Emmer, referring to him as his biggest fan. While downplaying Emmer, with whom he has had a tumultuous relationship, Trump positioned himself as a significant influencer who converses with a lot of congressmen in search of his endorsement. Behind closed doors, the House Republicans continue their deliberations as they had been do doing for most of the days since Kevin McCarthy's removal, striving for several hours to find a way forward. Each candidate had two minutes to make introductory statements, address questions, and summarize their positions. The Republicans intend to meet on Tuesday to select their nominee. 
Representative Dusty Johnson, a conservative caucus leader from South Dakota, stressed the need for the party to get organized and cease making excuses. He asserted that we are going to have to figure out how to get our act together. The dysfunction that has paralyzed the U.S. House of Representatives in the midst of two overseas conflicts and a looming budget crisis began as a bold move by a faction of hardline Republicans led by Representative Matt Gates of Florida. Their actions have evolved into a full-fledged governance crisis, characterized by discord and bitter infighting impeding the, un the usual functioning of Congress. There's a looming risk of federal government shutdown in a few weeks if Congress fails to pass funding legislation by the November 17th deadline. This funding is essential to keep government services and offices operational. And additionally, President Joe Biden has requested $105 billion in aid, primarily for Ukraine and Israel in the midst of their conflicts, as well as for fortifying the U.S. border with Mexico. Federal aviation and agricultural programs face imminent expiration without prompt action. And upon exiting the meeting, Representative Pat Fallon of Texas urged his colleagues to act swiftly, expressing that voters expect them to resolve the situation. However, factional power plays are currently dominating Capitol Hill, overshadowing any sense of urgency to resolve the standoff. House Republicans find themselves at odds with one another, first by removing Kevin McCarthy from office just nine months into his tenure, and then by rejecting the subsequent nominees to replace him, Majority Leader Steve Scalise and Hardline Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. Some Republicans and Democrats favor granting Patrick McHenry, the President Pro Temp of, the con of Congress, more power to resume House activities and address routine governance. However, McHenry, the first person to occupy the position created in the aftermath of the September 11th attacks as an emergency measure, has rejected all of these proposals. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio, and have a great day.